Yo, what's up? It's your girl, DJ Narc. We're back. Welcome to another episode. Oh, man. I'm, listen, I know some of you who don't really fuck with me, but listen anyway, because you're pressed, may think or have this false impression of me as being someone who likes to get mad for no reason. That's just what people think when they don't like a woman to have her own opinions. And don't get it fucking twisted. You can be a woman and be a sexist pig. So if you're here because you're just trying to figure out how I'm making this all work and why people are even into my content, I suggest you jump off because you are going to be disappointed because I'm really going to come for your neck. I really am. And it's going to hurt your feelings because I, this subset of people that I'm talking to, I know you're stalking. I know you're stalking because your fake profiles are really obvious and some of your fake profiles follow people that you also follow and you're just a moron. But great, I'm, I'm glad everyone is here, the lovers and the haters. Shout out to the Rev fam, sorry for having to address that first, but my blood is up. I was going to do this after Baba fell asleep, but I am not going to wait. Baba is taking a shower and then he's going to watch Dragon Ball Z before he goes to bed and I am going to do this pod because I'm pissed <laughs> and I don't want to wait. So someone just left a comment. You can probably still find it on my at the quietest revolution page on Insta and said something about how Kylie is a quote unquote. Actually, I'm not even going to say the words. You could go on Insta and check it out talking about big, big black ass bitch or some shit like that. Talking to Kylie, talking about Kylie. So you're taking an argument between two white girls and somehow the black woman is still the aggressor and the villain? There was no black woman there. How, like, ain't that some shit though? How is it that a situation that has nothing to do with black women somehow got turned into an attack on black women? I'm bugging. I was like, and I was like watching Modern Family with Baba, not even paying attention to my phone. All of a sudden, I check and I see this fucking paragraph under my post. And I'm like, who the fuck? And it's not even somebody that follows me. Can you imagine? Just on there randomly to spread some hate. And the words used, like you're taking, first of all, you're taking something that all y'all bitches want. And you're negating it. And you think that the way... And it's not even that you're negating it. You the, the problem is you think. You think you're negating it. You think you're putting a negative spin on something by, by saying it's black. What the fuck? In 2020, is there a single person still left on this fucking planet who doesn't fucking understand the basics of fucking science and genetics? What the fuck is wrong with people? You're literally taking the one subset of people who have the stem cells to recreate the entire fucking human race and every fucking chance you get, left and fucking right, you disrespect them. Why? What is it that black women have done to you that makes you so mad? Is it just the persistence of their existence? Are you just fucking mad that you haven't been able to fucking destroy their spirit? 
Are you just that deeply resentful that you have tried your hardest to dampen the spirits of a group of people that still, despite your best institutionalized and cultural efforts to destroy them, still shine brighter than you? Is that what it's about? Because I can tell you, From outside of this black and white argument, as a brown person, y'all look like clowns. Nobody from the outside is watching specifically white women target and be racist towards and call black women names. Nobody's watching that dynamic from any spectrum. Of the, of the color range. No one is looking at that interaction and thinking, yeah, the white woman has a point. Because you don't. Because it's evil. Literally, that's the point we're at now. Where I literally have to break it down to good and evil. Evil. You are being an evil fucking bitch. If you think still Still, now, if you think that you're going to, one, that you're entitled to do it and that you're going to get away with doing it, how the fuck are you still alive? Nobody killed you yet? No, I'm literally serious because in certain parts of the world and in certain parts of the country, speaking like that would get you fucked up and with very, very good reason. So now let's move on to what this fucking bag of dicks was actually saying. What she was saying was, oh my God, I'm so disappointed in you. That you took Kylie's side. It's just Kendall's so classy. And she's this and she's the only one that's not fake. And oh my God, I can't believe. And, and Kylie just a big ass, like what I told, what I said before. And Corey just likes her because of her big ass. And that's why he took her sign. And I can't believe you're not taking kids. First of all, bitch, it ain't that deep. We were going to like make some haha funny jokes about it and talk about how this bitch needed to get her ass beat her whole life. And finally someone did it right and fucking embarrassed her in the proper way so she could sit the fuck down. And you had to turn it into a whole other shit where now I got to fucking fillet you and fucking roast you and serve you to like feed you to dogs. You did this. You dumb fucking hoe. You did this. You turned something that was going to be funny into something extremely serious and about racism because you had to all out of nowhere. Yo, I read that comment like 15 million times. I read the comment over and over again because I was just trying to figure out and I listened to what I posted over and over again trying to figure out where did I make the mistake of letting race into this conversation and not even race because Corey is black and these two girls are white and they were in a car together. Don't even get me fucking started. I'm about to go there. But forget that for a second. Like I said, there's no black women involved in this scenario. (laughs) How? How have a subset of racist white women figured out that no matter what the fuck happens to them, it is a black woman's fault? And if it is not a black woman's fault, then it is the... It was the crime of a black man. It was the mistake of a black man that got them... How? How how has an entire group of people come to the conclusion that they are absolved of any accountability, responsibility, guilt, culpability 
if there happens, it, not even if there happens to be a black person around, because obviously that's not the case, but just, just, just if anything happens to them, somehow it can get smeared onto the closest black person because you know that's what happened. You know the two white people were just sitting there chilling and the black person started all the drama, right? Are you fucking kidding? Are you fucking joking? So now this funny, silly little interaction that I was going to talk about, now we're going to talk about it seriously. Now we're going to talk about it seriously because y'all fucking hoes play too fucking much. And by the way, this internet shit really gets me tight because I swear to God, just one fucking time, I wish a bitch would say some shit like that to my face. Just once. I'm asking. I'm actually asking for it. If you are one of these dumbass racist fucking hoes, please, God, one time, if you see me somewhere, have the fucking guts to get in my face and say some shit like that so I could bust your fucking jaw. Drink something, please. I'm fucking up in flames right now. You don't understand. What the fuck, bro? How fucking irritating of a life must it be that every time you fucking turn around, all you're trying to do is shine, work, make money, stack, take care of your family, take care of your fucking kids, be a good friend, be a good sister, be a good wife, be a good whatever the fuck. And every time you fucking turn around, the closest person to you who fucked up and tripped and fell got to grab you on the way down and be like, oh my God, why did you trip me? fuck are you talking about we're gonna take the shape of kylie's body and we're gonna use that to now blatant black women once once and you know what's fucked up you know why i'm even bringing it up because she's not the only bitch that feels that way oh no 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 let's really fucking get into it we really want to talk about what happened in that fucking car let's talk about what happened in that fucking car by the way shout out cardi and offset <laughs> <laughs> it's all fun and games when the Libra's indecisive and they just a somebody you know. But it's irritating as fuck when it's a famous person. That bitch is still a Libra. That bitch is still a romantic. And she was very clear. If I want to go to extremes to teach this motherfucker a lesson, I'm going to. Mind your business. You don't like it? Suck my dick. Please. Please. Please, first you got to find it. Then you got to do what you got to do. Please, go on the fucking Easter egg hunt. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, but we're going to get to that too because there's overtones and undertones of racism there as well. Like, there aren't a bunch of other bitches from other nationalities, from other cultures, from other colors who don't go back to somebody that... Get the fuck out of here. Just because it's Cardi and she's a bitch from uptown, that she doesn't have, that she doesn't have the right to change her fucking mind? Hmm? Do you remember what the fuck Khloe Kardashian was doing with Lamar all those years? You see what fucking Khloe Kardashian is doing right now? You see the media going up in arms every five minutes calling her a hoe for it? No, they think she's pathetic. They think she's a loser. But that's not the narrative we're painting about Cardi, is it? Oh, that narrative changes so fucking quick depending on the texture of the hair and the tone of the skin, doesn't it? Two bitches could do the exact same fucking thing. And I know, I know, most of this is preaching to the choir, but like I said, I have just been put on to the fact that there's a lot of you fucking hoes who hate my fucking guts and have my voice in your fucking ears and my face in front of your eyes and my page on your fucking phones every five fucking seconds. So this shit is for you, bitch. Yeah, you, bitch. Yeah, that's, that's what I called you, bitch. Please drink something. Mm-hmm.
Right. So like I was saying, let's talk about what really happened in that car, shall we? Okay. So I knew, let's take it back a little bit. I knew that Kendall was a racist, elitist, snobby ass, rude bitch when she was like 10. When she hired the Mexican guy off the street in front of the cameras, knowing what she was doing and paid him to do her chores and then laughed about it. In that moment, all those years ago, I thought to myself, this is probably one of the most disgusting moments of television I've ever seen. Of course, she continued to back up these tone-deaf moments as she got older. We all know about the Pepsi debacle, but you think that was the only one? (laughs) You remember the Black Lives Matter post where she photoshopped herself in? Where she photoshopped in the sign that said Black Lives Matter and behind her she was just standing with her arms up? Amazing! The bitch is a fraud. I'm so sorry to be the one to like break this down but it is fucking mercury retrograde in scorpio season and some of you scorpios your secrets are coming out you think it's a fucking coincidence that that fucking episode aired when it did it's not because in that episode what you see is the reality of somebody who up until now has been so concealed by her own snobbery that there hasn't really been a way in. You think you know she's a bitch. You think you know she's a snob. You can kind of surmise from the way she talks and the way she moves that that's not a bitch you could ever fuck with. Justin Bieber already done told you that this bitch is so full of herself that why don't she just go fuck herself? That song, Love Yourself, maybe you should go, go love yourself, is about Kendall Jenner. And it's not love yourself, it's go fuck yourself. But he just didn't want to say that. Remember what he said? My mama likes everybody and she don't like you. Yeah. So we know, but we don't know. The people close to her know. That's why there's so few people that actually fuck with her. Okay? Because they know what the fuck she's like. The reason dudes like being around her is because dudes have very low standards for who they're going to fuck with and who's going to buy them their weed. (laughs) I'm just being honest. So here we are. This bitch is paying people at 10 years old to do her work to, and knowingly, knowing that she's being a racist, knowing that she's being a snob, she does it and she's happy about it. She feels joyful when she feels better than people. I saw the first signs of this grown up, Kendall can't stand how successful Kylie is shade when they did that little funny haha thing where they dressed up like each other? <laughs> mm. Look at the fucking big ass balls on Kylie to not even get upset about that. That bitch swimming in dollars, laughing, chuckling, chuckling through the thousand dollar bills at this bitch's shenanigans. And this bitch on TV making a whole fucking clown out of herself. Talking about, oh, I just put this lipstick on like this, and I put this eyeshadow on like this, and I can do whatever I want, and no one can tell me anything. Damn, Kendall, tell us how you really feel. It must be, it must really suck for you to know that you gotta get up and get your ass on a fucking plane and go do a fucking job while this bitch is sitting at home doing whatever the fuck she wants. And has always been able to assert her independence and say, no, yes, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And you needing to be liked, needing to be included, constantly making yourself feel left out, 
constantly pandering. You don't have the guts to say to someone, I don't want to go to this or I don't want to go to that. You fucking need that shit more than they do. You desperate for that fucking intimacy. Kaya don't need that shit. She got mad people around her. Mad people that she's intimate with. And she's proven to us more than once that if some motherfucker don't act right in any way, shape, or form, they are out. As opposed to this bitch who keeps running around, being passed around by the same, what, six NBA players? I can't. But we'll leave that alone for a second because slut shaming isn't really my thing. And it's not even like she's being a slut. She's just being a dumb hoe. She's stupid is the difference. She's just being dumb. Bro, they're using you. (laughs) They're using you. And they get to know you a little bit and they can't fucking stand your ass. We know this. We know this. We've now, through the TV, been around her in real unscripted moments where she's not just this passing figure, you know, this ghostly passing wraith-like figure in the show. She's actually engaged in something. And when she's engaged, what you see right away is that she's a hateful bitch. Anything that she don't like, She has no problem disrespecting. Anything she don't want to do, she has no problem being like, no, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. But instead of being like Kylie and being like, you know what? I'm not feeling this. I'm going to go do my own thing. Peace. She wants to make everybody else miserable because they're doing something that she doesn't want to do and she doesn't feel included. Nice. Which is all fine and good. Everyone's allowed to act however they want. But (laughs) that really gets put to the test when you put your hands on someone, doesn't it? Rule number one, don't ever hit anybody. Never hit somebody unless you are mentally prepared to get fucked up. Never, never. Of course, if somebody hits you, listen. If somebody hits you, they have taken a step that has told your physical body that it's go time. It's do or die time. They have traversed your boundaries and they have done something to you once. You don't know what the next thing is going to be. Somebody hits you, go for the fucking throat. Absolutely. But don't ever hit anybody first, especially if you just think you're hot shit and a badass and you really get shook over fucking everything and are mentally weaker than a fucking infant. Don't hit people, especially not a drunk Leo who has a billion dollars and who's already irritated with you being a child with you being such a child that she's like no bitch i'm not dropping you home you're annoying (laughs) you're annoying i've been drinking i'm going home you a highest paid supermodel in the world you don't have a phone in your fucking pocket you don't have a car service you use you don't know how to call fucking Uber Lux Black? What the fuck exactly makes this bitch so fucking helpless? I would love to know. What tied her hands in that scenario when she was bitching, okay, and throwing a fucking fit like a toddler sleeping in the car and not going into the drag show? Her fingers didn't work? She didn't, she, listen, she didn't know how to call a fucking Uber. She can't afford to get an Uber from Palm Springs to LA. Please tell me. Please tell me that she doesn't have the money to get a fucking Uber from Palm Springs to LA. Because, because it doesn't jive with what keeps being thrown in the media about her. 
if she is the hottest shit that's ever fucking lived and the biggest fucking supermodel and the most expensive this and that and the highest paid, ah, why was this bitch laying in somebody else's car begging for a ride home? No, I really want to know. And I know what the answer is going to be. She didn't feel safe. She doesn't feel safe because she mouths off to everybody and she's a fucking bitch and people don't like her. Sorry. Looks don't solve everything. How ugly of a person do you have to be to be that pretty and have people not fuck with you? No, I really want you to think about that for a second. How ugly inside do you have to be to be that pretty and still have people like no i don't fuck with her she's a bitch you gotta be pretty fucking ugly inside and you know what honestly i had my suspicions especially after the the incident when she was a kid but I didn't have any proof really aside from that, you know? Like I had my, my, my misgivings here and there. I saw indications here and there, but nothing really that you can sink your teeth into and go, see, I told you. Well, here you go, fam. See, I fucking told you. Look what the fuck she did. Let's take that night. Let's examine, please. Drink something. I'm not smoking, but if you, if you got it, you smoke it. Okay. They get in the car, they're turned, they're going home. This bitch is sleeping in the back seat. This bitch gets up and is like, drive me home. Um, were you not just asleep in the back? Okay, cool. No. Drive me home. No. Facts. Kendall then slaps Kylie. Someone in the comments on insta talking about how kendall used to hit kylie all the time beat her when they were kids i don't know about that but i do know that when you have a sibling who has taken it too far with you when you're younger as soon as you're of age and feel good in your body and they try that shit with you again you got a good 10 15 years of pent-up rage anger and violence in you ready to unleash what they should do is leave you the fuck alone and just be happy that y'all made it out of your childhood without it really getting that real but i have had moments like that i punched my brother in a club once absolutely absolutely like listen we're not children anymore. I'm not a little kid. You try this shit with me now. Listen, <laughs> my thing when I was younger is I would tell people straight up, if we get into this fight, you're going to have to kill me. You're literally going to have to put me in the fucking ground because I'm not going to stop. That's how I got that fucking nickname, Nikki. That's exactly how I got that fucking nickname. Remember in Casino, he says, if you beat him with a bat, you, he's coming back with a knife. You beat him with a knife. He's coming back with a gun. If he comes back with a, if you come back with a gun, and you try to, you better kill him. Cause listen, he'll kill everybody you know. <laughs> that type of shit, like the rage of a twenty-something-year-old who's been pushed around as a kid, is nothing to fuck with, and it's not to be underestimated. And a Leo who's a little bit turned up anyway is nothing to fuck with. Now let's get back to that bitch in my comments talking the shit. So her 
thing was, I can't believe you're bad-mouthing Kendall when Corey and Kylie were ganging up on her. Let's get into the racism, shall we? Now, what would happen if that had been a white guy? I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I'm going to keep it really, really real, real with you. That shit would have never happened if there was a white guy in the car. Mm. Am I right? Or am I wrong? If there was a motherfucking white dude in that car, he would have been like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Sit the fuck back or we're pulling this car over and you can get the fuck out. That's if it had even gotten to that point you think this bitch would have actually hit somebody if there was a white dude in the car because i'm going to tell you again that absolutely not it never would have fucking happened she took that opportunity to purposefully make a scene so she could make that man look bad because she's jealous and was walking around all night watching Kylie get along with him and it was driving her fucking crazy and she and she's she's manipulative she's manipulative she's sneaky and that's why she did it the way she did it she did it specifically she used Kylie you understand she used her to create a situation where Corey would be the, the fall guy because she doesn't want him in her mother's life. And from the beginning, she hasn't. She doesn't like him. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I'm going to be that bitch. And she's a fucking racist. Don't come at me with how much black dick she sucks. Please, please, please. God, please. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I've never understood why people think that that makes somebody not a racist. Like, are you serious? Are you actually serious? Has it actually never occurred to you that there is an intensely racial element to that dynamic? No? Everyone just thinks that she's being a bitch to that dude because he's fucking her mom really really is that what it is okay no no no. if that's what no i i mean if that's what you really think if you if you really think that him being a black man has nothing to do with it that's amazing and i need you to go back to sleep i need you to go back to sleep sleepy sleepy nap time Go, go take your nap again. Wake up in another hundred years and maybe you can clean the sleep out of your eyes and see what the fuck is really going on. So she puts him in the middle, makes him the fall guy, and the way she's going to achieve this in her little Scorpio mind is to attack this girl. I love the matchup. I have to say, I love the matchup. It's quite perfect, actually, because Kylie a healthy bitch. In Desi culture, we would call her healthy. Healthy. You know? Got some meat on her. That's a heavy bitch right there. You could tell she's heavy. You could tell that it would be hard to pick her up. She looks dense. She does. Like, Baba has very heavy bones. He's skinny. He's tall. But he looks dense. Like, you try to pick him up and you're like, damn, you're heavy. Like, that type of dense. That bitch is dense. And you are a stick. By choice, a stick. And you thought, 
because you've been pushing this bitch around, slapping her around here and there as a kid. You didn't get your way. You're all the way worked up. You threw a tantrum. Nobody listened. You said, I'm going to sleep in the car. You thought everyone would say, well, let's just go home. They did it. They let your ass sleep in the car. You laid in the car fuming and steaming and getting more and more mad second by second because we know, bitch, you were not sleeping. Shut the fuck up. And then when they got back in the car in a really good mood, that made you even more angry. And that was it. You couldn't take it anymore. And it was time to put your plan into action. You put your hands on that bitch and she put her fucking heel on your fucking throat. How fucking amazing. How fucking amazing of a person do you have to be to be completely lit around your favorite people in life and all of a sudden some bitch puts their hand on you and your reaction is to put your heel into their throat bitch you get all the awards literally i literally thank you for putting her in her motherfucking place and i don't mean that because she's a woman i don't mean it because she's a model i don't mean it because she's a dumb bitch i mean it because she's a racist fucking hoe with a fucking agenda and her whole plan went to shit because she thought she was going to start that fight, play fucking victim. Everyone would kowtow. Everyone would bow down. Everyone would accommodate her. And she would finally get her spot back of being the one that everybody caters to because she's sensitive. Bro, I am the worst people. I'm the worst person to bring around somebody who's sensitive. Bitch, fuck you. Bitch, fuck you. I'm anxiety and can't do this and I can't do that. And I'm just like, I just don't know. It's so terrible. Bitch, fuck you. No, really. Fuck you. I don't care. I can tell the difference between someone who's just completely overloaded on self-importance and therefore has all these neuroses that have now manifested as illnesses and someone who's actually got some shit going on. And you ain't that bitch. You just a bitter little bitch who didn't get her way and finally got exposed on TV before this fucking disaster of a show ends and everybody can fucking see what you fucking made of. And by the way, kudos to you for making fun of your sister for doing the lip thing and making all that money and then you go and get more injections than her and now look like a fucking blow-up doll. Wonderful. So you clowned her for years for doing what you didn't have the guts to do and then you go and you get your whole face redone. No judgment. But this bitch is the one that was judging. This bitch is the one that was clowning. And then you go do the all the same shit? Damn. Sounds to me like you want to be Kylie. Hmm. How interesting. Not only can you not be her, you also can't keep interpersonal connections like she does. You also can't keep people around like she does. You also don't get the love from people the way she does because she actually gives a fuck and interacts and talks to people. Meanwhile, you over here in a mood all hours, all minutes, all days, all weeks, all years. Every time you see her, this bitch mad, this bitch upset, this bitch anxious, this bitch sad, this bitch whining. It's not just about a fucking outfit, and you fucking know it. Go back and watch the fucking show from season one. You'll see. 
you'll see. It's whining and getting upset and being in a fucking mood and everybody pay attention to me. Until you do that, I'm going to keep doing this and persist in being a whiny bitch. Bro. Oh my God. I can't believe it took so long for someone to finally be like, yo, you are not as special as you think you are. I'm about to show you right now how really, really, real, real the world can get if you fuck with somebody who's just, her inhibitions were gone. The bitch was drunk. I really don't even think she would have done all that if she wasn't. But you're dealing with somebody who's already, they know you. They know exactly what the fuck you're like. They know exactly what you're pulling right now. And you thought you could get away with it. Doesn't work out for you. You get your ass beat and are literally shook. Trembling the next day. (laughs) Bitch, how bad did she beat you? Because I heard you had a black eye. No, really, because I heard your face swole up. I really did. I heard that. I heard she fucked your face up. I heard that. I heard that. And what kind of stupid bitch starts a fight with somebody drunk when you're sober? You ever seen how fucking agile drunk people are? These motherfuckers don't even fucking die in fucking car accidents. The motherfuckers, you drink and you get turned into like rubber. You're made out of fucking jelly. You can't even feel that somebody's hitting you. But God forbid you get hit by a drunk person. These motherfuckers hit hard. Because their muscles are loose. Tension is what makes a punch less powerful. When you flow from your hips to your waist to your shoulder to your arm and your hand fucking connects when you flow like you do when you're drunk you can do some you can do some real fucking damage to somebody real fucking damage and you thought that that was the moment that you were going to put your plan into action and you almost got away with it cuz you called right after it happened screaming and crying please help me please get me out please 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 again you're not helpless and you're not five You're a whole grown fucking adult with a job and a career and relationships. Why are you behaving like having to take your own car somewhere is something that is too anxiety ridden for you to do? Are you fucking serious? You need someone to hold your hand through calling a car? Are you fucking serious? Because that's fucking amazing to me. And I love, I love the way how everyone tried to feign concern because they didn't want to come off like they just didn't care. So they're all sitting around trying to talk about it like they care. And Courtney's just sitting there going, yeah. Because the Aries in her was like, bitch, I would have done exactly the same. The fire sign in her jumped out when Kim was like, yeah. And then I saw Kylie posted a picture with Stas because Kylie a petty bitch. Kylie was like, my best friend. Mwah. Stas a Gemini. You know Stas, therefore. Stas is like, Mwah. fuck you, bitch. Courtney goes, yeah. Yeah, because the fire sign in her was like, oh, bitch, I would have done worse. And she looking at Kim like, this has happened between us, and I beat the fuck out you too, remember? So she starts, she implements the, the plan. It starts to go awry. She thought she would hit Kylie. They would get into a little back and forth, back and forth. Corey was obviously going to take her side because the bitch was one. Of course, right in the middle of my fucking rant, some weirdo keeps calling me, not leaving messages. And I got so pissed 
that they interrupted the pod that I called them back and left them a message. Like, yo, I don't know where you found my number, whose phone you're looking through, whose Instagram likes you're looking through and getting mad, but I don't know you and I promise I don't know anyone you know. So please leave me alone. (laughs) Stop fishing before you catch a fucking barracuda that eats you alive. I switched from water to coffee, okay? Cool. Drink something. Okay, so here we are. (laughs) Here we are. So what does she do? She makes a big scene right away. Right away. This man is wild. He told me, fuck you. Uh, What the fuck were you doing in that car for a grown man who is dating your your mom, who doesn't fuck with you, knows you don't like him, is well aware, as everybody is, that you don't like him. Well, you don't really like anybody. But what could you have done? And in what way were you conducting yourself for a grown man in a relationship with your mother who's never said an adverse word to you in his life for him to tell you, fuck you? I can't. This man is wild. He told me, fuck it. What? No one's allowed to tell you, fuck you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. Because from the tone of her voice, I started laughing. He told me, fuck you. Wait, who do you think you are? No, exactly who the fuck do you think you are that someone, another grown person can't tell you when you're wilding the fuck out. Fuck you. Bitch, this shit now is going to make millions of people all over the world be like, fuck you. Then what are you going to do? Because she didn't let it go. Oh no, the racism continues. So she tattles, makes shit up, tattles, throws a fucking fit. Okay, has a whole fucking dramatic fit because she got her ass beat. And you know what? She didn't, I mean, she got her ass beat to the point that she was shaking, but that's all drama too. I hope you realize, oh yes, oh yes. And I'm sorry if I sound like your brown or black father right now, but I'm gonna go all the way there and get into dad mode. Stop fucking posing. Stop fucking acting. Please, stop. You're not a good enough actor to pull off what the fuck you think you're trying to pull off right now. Stop it with the fucking dramatics because you didn't get your fucking way. I love when people while out and act like spoiled brats and somebody beats their ass. It's the most satisfying dynamic I have ever seen between two people that I don't know. Someone is wiling out and acting like they're the fucking king of the world and someone else comes along and is like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you because you are a fucking affront (laughs) to society. I heard something very interesting the other day on a podcast. I don't remember where it was. I swear I will tell you when I remember. Mm. Joe Rogan, there was a guy on, a psychiatrist, uh, or he was an evolutionary psychologist, I'm not sure. And he was saying that back in the day, um, narcissists didn't survive. And the reason they didn't survive and it wasn't an actual problem in society is because when we were hunter-gatherers, if, if in those times we sensed that someone had narcissistic qualities and was causing 
tension, drama, dissension, aggravation, agony, pain in the group when they went out hunting the next time or foraging the next time or, you know, moved the next time, that person would just magically get left. Left behind to die, killed out in the wilderness, they went hunting. Coincidentally, that one person never came back. So we do have a natural system that has evolved from our meager beginnings of keeping this sort of behavior out of our cultures and out of our societies. Because if you don't weed them out that way, what happens is what, ha- what is happening now, which is that those people actually end up taking over society. When, when you rob a society of consequences for narcissists, they become the leaders of the society. Because the only thing that's going to keep someone who's psychologically ill in that way in check is to ostracize them, is to banish them, right? So because that doesn't exist anymore, those same people who were once deemed dangerous, too dangerous to survive, actually, to live, were were killed, were ostracized, were left behind to die for the safety and the growth and protection of the group. So even though this is going to sound like a bit of a stretch, you know, shout out my anthropology professor who listens to this, you know what the fuck I'm talking about, sir. In that car that night, what you saw was a narcissist doing what a narcissist does and someone's primal fucking cat instincts stepped in and were like, yo, enough is enough. You've been on me, you've been on me, you've been at me, and now you put your hands on me? Bro, I can't tell you how many times I've been in this situation to the point where there are people around me who will actually say to me, I know you're baiting her. You're not doing anything to bait her, but I can tell you're baiting her. And I'm like, no, I'm not baiting anybody. I'm just not letting myself get affected by this bitter bitch. And what happens when you don't let yourself get affected by a bitter bitch is that at some point she's going to lose her fucking temper and she's going to lose her control and she's going to try to do something even more extra. And then you got her by the fucking throat. You really, really do. This is the only way to deal with someone who obviously has a problem with you. You could give a fuck, but you also are completely aware that if you don't react to them and you don't feed into it, that they will crack. And when they crack, you fucking grab them and you fucking bury them. Emotionally, of course. Drink something. So she defends herself as she should and she beat the bitch's ass as she should. You put your fucking hands on me, bro. I don't care if we're related. My body now needs to teach your body a lesson in how to keep your fucking hands to yourself and maybe your ego needs a beating because your ego is running your motherfucking life. You out here really thinking, what, five, six surgeries in? Again, no judgment. No judgment. You ever hear me talk about Bella's surgeries? Who gives a fuck that Bella had a nose job? Nobody cares. 
yo, do you. Cut yourself up however the fuck you want, bro. Color yourself, cut yourself, dye yourself, exercise yourself into oblivion, lipo yourself, eat as much as you want, get as big as you want, as small as you want. I could give a fuck. Nobody cares. Do as you like. It's your body. It's your time. It's your game. It's your simulation. It's your chance. You played for the fucking ticket. Take this fucking ride and do whatever the fuck you want. Who the fuck am I to say anything? But don't be four or five surgeries in, walking around, acting like you're fucking Cindy Crawford, bro. Please, bitch. Ma, 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 stop. Stop. Let me be Chloe. Mama. Hi, mama. Oh, mama. Oh, my God. My mom. Please, mama. <laughs> Cut it the fuck out. Okay, we get it. You're tall. No, 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 no. We get it. No, 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 no. No, I don't think you get it that we get it. We got it. I, I was like, there was a gay man that I love who will remain nameless who was looking through her Insta. I don't know why he was looking, but we were all out together. This is a while ago. And he went, ugh. And I was like, what? And she's like, oh, she just popped up on my feed. I was just like, a way to get her off my feed. It was like someone else had reposted her or something. And I was like, what's your problem? And he was like, what, do you like her? And I was like, no, I mean, I don't care. Like, I don't really have an opinion. Like, she's annoying. She seems like she's completely tone deaf and, and, and actually, like, literally stupid like there doesn't seem seem to be a business sense there there doesn't seem to be a social sense there there doesn't seem to be any charm there's no wit there's just moodiness and anger and everything turns into a fucking issue like i like i i just don't i don't i don't care i don't care and he was like, yeah, I don't know about all that, but I'm so sick of the fucking Instagram. I'm so sick of the aesthetic. Everything is just, look, I'm tall. Look, I'm tall. Look, I look like a string bean. Look, I'm tall and skinny. Look, I'm tall. And I just started laughing because I was like, but the, the bitch is tall and skinny. Like, she can't really help it. And he was like, no, let me show you. And he went through her pictures as only a gay man can do and filleted her. Like, he cooked her alive. I was just like, oh my God, you're so right. Oh my God. He's like, like, look at this picture. This picture has no value. There's nothing interesting going on in this picture except she just really wants, literally wants you to know I'm tall and skinny. It's like the bitch can't believe it herself. Okay? Um, but we get it. No, no, no. We're very well aware. And a lot of us lived through the 90s when supermodels were like a real thing. So like, bitch, we're not in the dark. We've had a lot of experience here. We've all seen the George Michael video, okay? We know what you're doing. You a female Zoolander. We good. Bitch, we jiving. Stay in that pocket. Do what you do. Take the weird pictures and do the weird postures and the weird poses and hunch over and go appropriate. Try to make yourself look Asian. Try to make yourself look Indian. Try to go, 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 go. Do all of that. Nobody is stopping you, mama. But when did that translate into you doing the fuck shit that you be out here doing? When? If I had known about this Corey shit from previous episodes, the way they laid it out in this episode, because we haven't even gotten to Corey yet. Why white girls hate Corey? Why the racist white girls? White girls, I love you. I mean the racist white girls. Why the I'm gonna I'm I'm start calling them the racist white people too. Because y'all don't need to be lumped into those people. That's not fair and that's not nice. 
because you're really, really, really nice people. I always say that about Americans. Whenever I'm in Europe and people start bad-mouthing Americans, I'm like, yo, stop. Americans are real. Look, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> this is how I really feel. Americans are such good people. Shut the fuck up. Like, no. Mm-mm. You're not going to do that. America's the shining singular example of what you guys could never figure out how to do. Okay, yeah, you got the economy figured out somewhat. You definitely don't have innovation figured out. And sure, you've got healthcare. Yes, 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 you have benefits, absolutely. But it feels like Europe is having its own Kendall Jenner moment with this COVID thing where they feel like they can look down on it. And I'm like the first one to be like, Holmes, let me check you real quick. Because everything that you're talking about was still built on a system of feudalism. Okay. Yeah, okay. There are still parts of London that Elon Musk would not be welcomed into because it doesn't matter how much money he has. It's about class and status and rank. So don't tell me about how great you think your fucking healthcare system is. You guys are still living in a fucking feudalist, mudslinging nightmare as far as I'm concerned. So no need to badmouth the only place in the world. Okay? The only place in the fucking world where people were like, we hate this system. (laughs) Now, did they create another system that is full of its own oppressions? Absolutely. Absolutely. But this like um, holier than now condescending attitude that Europe has towards Americans, meanwhile, want to be Americans worse than you can imagine. Oh my God. It's, It's like... Americans are the black people of the world. Even though I hate saying that anything is like the black people of anything because there's nothing like the singular black experience. But if we were to draw comparisons, it's the people that everyone wants to hate and wants to be like. Does that sound familiar? Because all I hear in Europe is people bad-mouthing Americans, but all I see y'all listening to, eating, drinking, watching, dressing like, talking like, wanting, dreaming about is all American. So how is it that you guys want everything we fucking got that we have to fucking fight for? We don't have the shit you got over there. We don't, over here. We don't have the fucking medical system. We don't have the social system. We don't have the fucking safety nets. So you're trying to be like us when you don't have, when you have a fucking safety net that keeps you away from the grit, but you want to pretend that you gritty. What does that sound like? (laughs) Anyway, anyway, that's how the First Nations say it, right? I, I love the Native American accent. I can always pick it up, even if it's the most subtle. Even if you have a completely American accent and only you heard your, your, your relatives talk that way or your, your, you know, your grandfathers, your mom, dad, like I, I can still hear it. It's just so specific, right? I know Elizabeth is like, Elizabeth is like, yeah, it's true. It is true. Anyway, um, so. I just, I just don't understand. I just don't understand the superiority. 
I just don't. I think that because her sisters took so long to get their bodies right and took so had so many weight issues for so long before they learned that you just really got to work out, bitch. You got to work out. I think it, because it took them so long to figure their own bodies out, which now is slamming. Good for them. I'm so glad they figured out that working out is the answer and not surgeries and shit. Dope, 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 dope. But now that they figured that out, it's different. Before, they were all kissing her ass all the time because she was the only one that to them seemed like what they all wanted to be. And I think that shit really hyped her. Hyped her to the point where she's like, she's got this air about her that makes you like, it's just off-putting. It's just like, you can, I've always said this about her. When the Pepsi thing came out, one of my clients who's in the media was like, what do you make of this? Like, why is the response so incredibly harsh? And I was like, dude, it's because people, the camera doesn't lie. And that's, you know, most people think what that means is that the camera shows you your face exactly how it is. That's not true. The camera actually does not show you how you actually look. So if you look fucked up in selfies or whatever, it's not you. It's the fucking camera. It's the way your face is being flipped. It's not that. That's not what that means. The camera doesn't lie means... There is something, mm, there is something, it's energetic. There is a feeling, there is a sentiment that every person has about themselves in relation to others. Either they see themselves as a complete equal with others and you find with these people, you find that kind of Jim Halper, the office personality, right? They're kind of able to get along with everybody. They're witty. They're funny. Everybody loves them. They don't have to get overly close with people. They don't have to go out of their way to do too much for people. They can actually be kind of mischievous, but people still love them because they can see there's a commonality there. This person doesn't think they're better or worse. They just see you exactly how you are and they're okay with it and they want you to see them exactly how they are and they're okay with it. Very cool. Other people, you can see in their eyes that they think that they're less than people. They think everybody else is more than them. These are the people that you'll often find who are signed by modeling agencies, signed by acting agencies. They're beautiful to look at. They could even be very talented, but they just don't seem to get any work. It's because when they're on camera, that gravity of, of that, that confidence that you need, the gravitas that comes with that confidence that you need, it just does, it's not there. And if you don't have that, what happens to you on camera is you just shrivel up. It's, it's a very interesting thing because essentially what a camera does is capture light, right? It's all it's doing is capturing different distor distortions of light. But in that light is a spirit. And if that spirit is off, or if that spirit isn't strong, if that spirit is weak, it withers away and dies on camera. And what you end up looking at is this kind of, uh, it's kind of a whole lot of nothing. Um, who's a good example of that? A lot of the Disney kids have it a little bit because of the way they were kind of churned out like products. Even though they turn into these big stars, they still have this like 
weakness where the brokenness in them shows and 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 you see that Zendaya 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 doesn't have it and so she's able to transcend that now what she has is that Jim Halpert thing she has that thing where she's looking at you beautiful fierce gorgeous fucking done to the nines Virgo to perfection but she's still looking she's joking with you she's looking you right in your eyes she's laughing with you she thinks you're the same and it's incredibly flattering and it's incredibly, it's, it's an incredible feeling to be around someone that you can tell is like so close to perfection. And yet you can tell from their energy uh, through a screen, you can see that they feel like you are the same. There's no superiority in them, right? And remember, I've said this over and over again, but I have no problem repeating it. Every superiority complex is just an inferiority complex. There's no such thing as a superiority complex. If you think you're better than other people, then you also, by that logic, think that there are people better than you, which means that you think you're less than people, and there we have it. I'm sorry for you. Please stop fucking doing this shit. (laughs) So, what... I explained to my friend when he was like kind of in a tizzy marketing guide, like, what is going on? Like, what are we supposed to do about this? Like, we don't even, we know that it was tone deaf in terms of color or whatever, but people are really personally attacking her and we're not really sure how to, you know, damage control this. And I was like, you can't, you can't. What people are picking up on is something that you can't train out of somebody. It's not a trick of the light. It's not something you can filter away. It's not something you can send someone to media training or likability training like J-Lo did. You can't because there was a point at which people just fucking hated J-Lo because there were too many rumors flying around about her. And she spent all this money and got a whole new PR team and did weeks of likability training so she so she could reintroduce herself as someone that, you know, that people felt w- was equal to them, was like them, right? So this girl has this overarching superiority complex that comes through in everything. And it's covered up with this really deceitful Bruce Jenner-ish. Hey, yeah. Oh yeah. You didn't think I was going to go there? Fuck Bruce Jenner. Oh, sorry. Fuck Caitlyn Jenner, by the way. Fucking murderous. Okay. Put that bitch in jail where she belongs, by the fucking way. Um, You can't just kill people and get away with it. (laughs) you really can't you really can't just kill people and get away with it you really can't um that's just gonna come back to to bite him but but look at but look at look at the weirdness in their family though this bitch has literally been married to and and actually i shouldn't call her that i feel bad she's somebody's mom chris jenner apologies chris jenner has been married to two men who were both intimately involved in the murder of a woman one, her ex-husband got off a murderer. Okay. Come on. No, 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 Enough with the series and I gave him the Bible and halfway through I realized he was guilty. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You were his best friend for how long? Your fucking bitches were best friends. You fucking knew that he beat her ass all the time. Please stop. You got him off. Okay. First... And then the second husband kills someone and gets away with it. It's kind of a theme. Anyway, so 
there is something extremely deceitful about her because she does have this overarching superiority complex, but she plasters this feigned modesty or this feigned um, down to earth, like I'm the normal one. I'm the one that doesn't care about all these things. I'm the chill, laid back, cool one. No, you're the moody, psychotic bitch who goes off when she doesn't get what she fucking wants. But most of the time you get what you want. So nobody gets to see it. But the general public can see it in your eyes. And we've just never really been down with you. Anytime she's tried to do something majorly big outside of that snobby fashion world, people are just like, you suck. You really just suck. Like, we don't want to look at you. I don't know how many times I've been on a train or been somewhere in an airport or something and seen a picture of her and been with someone who's like, I'm so sick of this bitch's face. Like, take this wonky bitch off my fucking feed. Literally. Like, what? So, she puts on her little show. She has them all in this dramatic, like, moment. She jumps in the other car after she gets her fucking ass beat and immediately starts to badmouth Corey. Oh, how interesting. So, you slapped your sister. Your sister beat the shit out of you as you have had it coming for a very long time, because she finally realized that you were never going to get off that fucking pedestal until someone cracked it and broke it. And she was like, here, I'll use my heels. You then decide to smear this all over a third person who either told you or didn't tell you, fuck you, because you were being a fucking bitch, And that now makes all of this his fault. And he now needs to apologize to her. (laughs) I'm sorry for the Scorpios that are listening. But honestly, this is always the moment in the Scorpio Gemini dynamic where I'm like, yo, you know what? Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Apology? Yo, go fuck your mother, please. Apology? Apology for what? For telling you to go fuck yourself because you're a fucking bitch? Bitch, get the fuck out of here. At some point or another, the truth has to be told. I don't care how fucking scary you are. I don't care how much fucking venom you got. I don't care how big your fucking claws are. Bitch, fuck you. Okay? No, we not doing this. You a scorpion, Geminis are two humans. One of us is gonna squish you. One of us might get stung. That's all right. We'll survive. But you're getting squished. Because you're doing too much. So she calls him and she demands an apology. And instead of getting an apology, because I was was watching it and I was thinking, please, Corey, please, God, for the first time in her life, let her see what a unbothered, strong man is like. Give her some fucking reality and some fucking truth. Somebody, please be the person that finally Kylie started it. You finish her off. Just fucking finish this bitch because it's too much. It was stressful even watching it. Every second that she's on the screen, you want to punch her in the fucking face because you're like, what are you talking about? What are you actually talking about? You turned the tiniest little fight about an outfit. And by the way, bitch, aren't you a model? 
Aren't you always the one showing off that body? Bitch, models wear tank tops and jeans everywhere. I mean, like, not to be that girl, but if you really want to be that 90s supermodel, like, <laughs> literally, you got the body, you got the face, you don't need a fucking outfit. You're the only one there who doesn't need nips and tucks and shapewear and this and that. Bitch, do you see Kylie's body? That's probably the only thing that bitch could have fit into since she only bought a t-shirt and a bikini, which by the way is motherfucking boss level. As in, I just fucking rolled up here. I don't know what the fuck going on. (laughs) And I don't care. I'm literally here to have a good time and go home. (laughs) And I'm cute. So what's the problem? And I'll pay for everything. Why are you mad? Why are you mad? You're six feet tall and a zero, a size zero. Put on a fucking curtain, Okay. Clip it on one shoulder and call it Balmain and let's go. What is wrong with you? But okay, you're going to throw a fit, not because of the outfit. Come on, let's be real. Every bitch who was watching that was like, this has nothing to do with this ugly ass brown outfit because you know it don't. And by the way, shout out Courtney for being like, I have so many looks. <laughs> Courtney's like, I got three kids, all the looks, <laughs> the body. <laughs> I destroyed the show. <laughs> The finisher. She's the closer. She's Mariano Rivera. She's like, I'm here to finish this game off. I'm going to close this game out. <laughs> it's like, I've got all the outfits. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe it's because Carolina likes her so much. I never used to be able to stand Courtney. But now, more and more, I'm just like, this bitch is wild. <laughs> like, Loki. I loved in this episode when Kim told her that Kylie posted the picture. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> The actual joy in her smile was, like, amazing to me. Anyway, (laughs) it's so interesting, right, from a sociological perspective. I remember the first time I talked to a close friend of mine about it, and I was like, I like to watch it from, like, a sociological perspective. And she's a filmmaker, and she was like, oh, my God, me too. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, thank God. Because she's a highbrow filmmaker. And I was like, please don't judge me. But, like, it's intensely interesting to watch humans interact, especially when they're these like overblown caricatures of themselves, right? So she gets in the she gets into this conversation with Corey. Poor Corey's trying to take a fucking dance lesson or some shit. She gets into this convo and she demands from a grown man who is dating her mother that he apologize to her. And for the first time probably in her life, Because you know fucking Bruce, good for nothing, murdering Jenner. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Caitlyn, good for nothing, murderous Jenner, didn't. Never, 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 never. Okay? The only people she knew how to put in their place were people who were not her kids. Oh, don't get me started on this step-parent bullshit. Because the way that that person treated Rob growing up is exactly the reason why you see rob where he is right now boom okay let's continue so Corey decides that instead of being like every other weak motherfucker that this bitch has ever been around he's actually just going to very calmly tell her to go fuck herself that she's a bitch she's always been a bitch she's always a bitch whenever anyone is around she's always the one ruining the mood ruining the energy making shit up in her head 
thinking everyone is against her, and basically thinking everything is about her. So what Corey did, metaphorically, was he took her out on that hunter-gatherer mission, foraging mission, and he left that bitch out there in the wilderness. And I swear to God, I could tell from the interaction that that bitch had never been spoken to that way. No one had ever told her those truths. And it's a very, very important thing, Scorpios, for the ones that are listening. It's very important, especially during this retrograde, for you to understand how you may not like it, but sometimes somebody, some motherfucker's got to be brave enough to tell you the fucking truth. Somebody out there, that Scorpio that I told you about a long time ago, You know how things started to go sour with us? We, his grandmother died. I see him maybe three weeks later. And I was like, damn, like, yo, I reached out to you when your grandmother died. We went to the house. Like, are you all right? Like, I haven't heard from you. Like, you've just been ghost. And he said... Yeah, I know you called me. It was annoying. I said, oh. Uh-huh. Okay. We were on the street. We were walking on the street. We were going to brunch. And I stopped short. Right as the word came out of his mouth. Annoying. And I turned. And I walked away and he stood there like a dummy, just staring. A few days later, we had a conversation and it was just time for someone to be like, yo, I get that you think you're like super dope hot shit, but That doesn't mean much if you don't know how to be a good person and a nice human being. I'm sorry that you think that your looks make up for everything. And trust me, it goes far. You're going to get far on those cheekbones and those eyes and those shoulders. Good Lord. Got you. But trust me, There is nothing about your shoulder to waist ratio or that beautiful face of yours that's ever going to make up for the fact that you make people feel bad. Because once you make people feel bad enough times or in a certain way, you really don't even look the same anymore. Once the shine that people have put on you, once the mystery that people impose on you, that they superimpose on you to forgive you for the fuck shit that you do, once that sheen is removed, I'm sorry to be the one to say it, but y'all ain't shit. Y'all rude and mean. And yes, most of the time your beauty saves you. Because there's enough shallow, dumb people out there who want to be dominated by someone who will hurt their feelings and at the same time elevate them by being around them. I just happen to not be one of those people. That shit don't work with me. I don't care what you got, how you got it, and what my situation elevates to or drops down to by standing next to you. I don't work that way. 
My value is not dependent on any externality, not even your ass, not even your fine ass. Sorry. Oh, but I didn't really mean I was just saying that you were being annoyed. Yeah, no, 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 no. You don't have to say it again. I heard you the first time. If you think somebody trying to check up on you when your grandmother dies is annoying, son, go fuck yourself. Like, no, for real. Really? Go fuck yourself. I'm out. Because what the fuck? Because who do you actually think you fucking are? I would just love to know. I would just love to know who made you believe. And when this shit happened, I think what happens is that certain people get mad hyped when they're younger. And they think that shit translates into the really real, real world. And it doesn't. It doesn't. Whatever you were hyped up by, by whoever, that high school syndrome, that shit stops at 18. Nobody cares who you used to be and how people used to kiss your ass and how you got as hyped on yourself as you did. Nobody gives a shit. As soon as you make people feel bad, you start to detract from that. And it's a downward spiral. Because the more people find out, the more they feel bad, the more you talk dumb shit, the more they're just like, damn, this is horrible. This person's looks, this person's money, this person's attention, all it seems to bring me is nothing but meanness and a sort of abuse, this emotional abuse. Why the fuck would I tolerate this? For what? Because you're just so special, yeah? Because just being around you is such an honor, yeah? Get out of here. Go fuck yourself, please. (laughs) And that Gemini switch is one that the Scorpio never sees coming. That's the switch where they're like, wait a minute, you really, I thought you were like me. No, we're nothing alike. (laughs) We're nothing alike. Y'all hang on till death. A Gemini will be out the door like the wind came through the window. Get the fuck out of here. You think I'm going to stay around for someone calling me fucking annoying? Bitch, your mother's annoying. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's the level it goes to when you start saying dumb shit to people. So she tried it with him. And he was like, nah, you just an asshole. (laughs) I don't actually mean your mother's annoying. and Like, actually, we're... Let's not fuck up something that's on good terms <laughs> or no terms. Actually, no terms. I didn't, that was just a phrase I was using. I'm not trying to tell anybody to go fuck their mother. Not, not just yet. I will in a few minutes, but not just yet. But Corey was just like, yeah, it's because you an asshole. <laughs> You've been an asshole. <laughs> Yo, I was screaming. I was like, ah! <laughs> the joy, the joy. And then watching her kind of bristling, listening to her bristling as he's saying this. I'm going, what did you call me now? First of all, um, Kendall, it's really obvious when you're talking to someone, when you have other people in the room for emotional support because everybody's voice changes when there's somebody else around. So kudos and thumbs up for having a support group to make that call. Good job. Uh, (laughs) Didn't really help you though. Two, good job for having those people around and being on speaker, thinking that Corey was going to bow down to you as you claim everyone does to Kylie. Oh, the projection. Oh, I love the projection. You've been wanting everybody to bow down to you forever because you're tall. (laughs) 
Simply, simply. Like, let's just be very real. Again, again. I don't care what you do to yourself, but please keep your feet on the ground. <laughs> so you thought. <laughs> and when you put this man on speaker and tried to fucking, as a young woman... Talking to a grown man, you thought that you could push him into an emotional corner because your mom was there. Okay, so you thought you had him cornered, your little manipulation, and you put him on speaker in front of your fucking dumb ass friends. Okay, and instead of getting the apology and, and pulling this power move that you had calculated, instead you got told on speakerphone in front of all your friends that you were asshole. Oh, sorry, not just on speakerphone in front of your friends, in front of the whole world. This is where I'm going to turn into my dad again. Tico get? Tico get? Sub Tico get, right? This is what you wanted? Everything good now? This must have been what you wanted. So, I mean, you could have just, you know, not embarrassed yourself and not had people calling you names for the whole world to hear, right? You could have just been a fucking grown up and done whatever the fuck you wanted, like everybody else in your family seems to know how to do. But instead, you picked on people. You picked on two people. And both of those people, one of them actually and one of them proverbially beat your ass. And now what? <laughs> now what? Oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. Oh my God, oh my God, this man's wild. And he's like, no, Kendall, you were always in your head. You think everything is about you. You really be making up all kinds of fucking stories in your mind. And it's annoying. And you're a fucking asshole. And you think you could just do whatever you want and talk to people however you want. And I'm sitting there going, oh, it's actually happening. Someone's actually telling this bitch the truth. I can't believe this is actually happening. It was an amazing moment. Like, legitimately, I was like, wow. This, like, look at it symbolically. Don't look at it in terms of, like, Kardashians and this and that. Look at these as archetypes. You have this woman that is constantly, eerily so, always associated with being racially tone deaf. She just doesn't seem to get it. Right? She says dumb shit and is known for being a bitch. Cool. There's that archetype. That archetype can be categorized as the hyper white female, dom, hyper dominant, socially dominant white female. Okay? Top of the ladder in terms of the things that. In this <sighs> patriarchy, is the only word I can think of, sits at the top, right? In a patriarchy, the pretty girl is about as high as you can get on the female totem pole. So there she is. And here is a black man, a black man who's dating someone who has way more money than him, is older than him, and is white. So it's not just the cultural aspect of being a black man and being this hyper dominant white female. It's also he's negated and diminished even more 
because of the nature of his romantic relationship. Now, this woman who has all the power in the world and this man who is, now we're talking symbolically, and this being here who's constantly robbed of their rights, their freedom, their dignity, and their lives. Those two archetypes had a conversation on national, international TV, the webs, the internets. And for probably the first time for the 18 to 25 year olds were shown, exhibited a true interaction between those two groups. How long do you think that black men have been thinking the things that he said to her? Because I can tell you as someone who has black male friends who date white women, who date all kinds of women, that these are the same things they say. Now, have they said it to them? I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. See, even though I'm doing all this like in-depth analysis on something that's superficial, it may seem like I care, but I'm not, I don't care about them. I don't give a fuck what they're doing. It's about what it represents. It's that, it's that annoying thing that I always say in relationships that makes guys roll their eyes. It's indicative of something deeper, which guys always go, oh. And then, you know, two weeks later, like, well, when you said that, did you mean that it was because I was like repressing this thing? And like, now I'm thinking about it. Is that what you meant? Yeah, you fucking moron. That is what the fuck I meant. Like, go back to school. Like something. Like, go, <laughs> go find yourself for some shit. Anyway. So, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was amazing to watch a very divisive, racially tone-deaf white woman try to emotionally manipulate a black man into admitting that what happened that night was his fault. Wow. Wow. Now, the only thing I fault Corey with is honestly for being too gentle. Because I'll tell you what, if these bitches had wilded out like that and there had been a white dude, in, first of all, I'm telling you, beyond the shadow of a doubt, if there was a white dude in that car, that never would have happened. But if there had been a Spanish guy in that car, if there had been a Desi guy in that car, they would have been like, yo, stop the car. Y'all can do whatever the fuck you want, but I'm getting the fuck out because what you're not going to do is bring me into the middle of this and ruin my relationship. I'm set. Y'all bitches can fight. You can be mad at her because she has billions of dollars. But whatever it is that's going on between the two of you, you always thought you... Listen, l- let's just be very real. Fuck all this. Yeah, they would have gotten out. They would have gotten... Or they would have told these two to shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down. Or they would have just kicked Kendall out. But let's just be very real for a second, please. Let's just be extremely, extremely real. Really, really real, real. Okay. She always thought that she was the one who was going to win between the two of them. That sibling rivalry was decided when they were like 12. She never in a million years thought that this bitch 
would get her lips and her jaw done and become a billionaire. Who could have who could have predicted Kylie Jenner? Nobody. Yo, nobody could have predicted it. I can tell you as someone who has been constantly compared to be uh, to resemble her or because I'm older than her, she resembles me. I can tell you from personal experience that over the past 40 years, the at least 20 of them, this particular face shape, this particular eye shape was not desired. Honestly, it wasn't like the, the face shape of choice. It wasn't the eye shape. Of, yeah, no, now I know everybody wants to get threads in their cheeks to make their eyes go up on the end and everything. I get that. But when I was walking around rocking this face 20 years ago, this is not a face that the bitches wanted. This is not the thing that was the, you know what I mean? This was not the thing. Everybody wanted to look like some warped version of Alicia Silverstone or Liv Tyler or some shit. The Kendall shit, the Kendall shit. What she can't recover from is that she is the standard fucking, I'm sorry to say it, but like cardboard, like plain Jane version of like what models are. And this bitch is nothing like that. She does not conform to beauty standards. She's actually changed the standard of beauty where you've got all of Instagram cutting themselves up, filling themselves up, lining themselves, dusting themselves, shadowing themselves up to look like her. That's how far she's moved the needle. So it's not just that she's in shock that this girl that she always thought, let's be real, was ugly compared to her. It's not that. It's that she took the entire thing that Kendall based her worth on, her looks and how people react to her looks, and switched the fucking game. And was like, yeah, no, people don't want to look like you and people don't really give a shit. They want to look like me because look what the fuck I did. This is, I'm a self-made beauty. I made this face. You could be mad. I made the face and I made the money off the face. You could be double mad. You could be mad squared, bitch. And if you touch me, I'm going to fucking kill you. Or at least I'm going to put the fear of God in you. That when you wake up the next morning, you're still shaking and crying. Kim talking about she has a lot of adrenaline running through her body. That bitch didn't have adrenaline running through her body. She was pissed. She was pissed that she got her ass beat on national TV. All right? Enough. Enough. Sometimes, like, privileged white people really be saying hilarious shit. She had so much adrenaline running through her body. Bitch, in a Desi household, they'd be like, Shut the fuck up and stop crying. You got slapped around because you hit somebody. Get over yourself. And if you're gonna sit, if you're gonna lay in bed and shake and cry, you may as well get the fuck out of here and go home. Because no one's dealing with this and nobody gives a shit. Like, get over yourself. Literally, that's how it would be handled. If that. If if that. that and that's the nice version. Okay? The normal version, that's a super nice version, okay? The, the normal version of how Daisy parents would handle that? <laughs> you don't actually want to know. <laughs> they'd be like shut the fuck up like it would be two words three words that's it i never want to hear about this again <laughs> not another fucking word <laughs> you want to shake go home and shake <laughs> my dad would have been like oh somebody touched you damn i'm glad you didn't kill him um okay so, 
Let me tie this back around to what this bitch said in the comments because I'm about to make that picture the title of this the, the picture of this podcast. <clears throat> Even though all of that happened, and thank God that black man, man didn't back down. Okay? Thank God. Now what you're seeing is this white woman trapped in this racist now i can actually say it before it was an assumption right you could see it in her but you didn't really know now you know what you have now is this racist white woman in a bind because the way she's built she needs to rectify this situation in only one way only one way will please her which is everybody coming back to her apologizing to her and taking responsibility for something that was her doing. That's the only thing that's going to solve this for her. So until that happens, she's stewing. And even if it was resolved before, that shit is cut back. That wound has been cut back open. Those stitches have been cut and that wound is open again because this shit just aired. I'm not going to say how I know that, but I'm just saying. So what you have now is this woman who is touted by society, and I mean it as an archetype, as being the top of the food chain, who has been told her motherfucking truth by a man, by a person, who is considered the most subjugated, the most neglected, the most abused, the most persecuted. Now she don't know what to do. Now the whole world is looking and going, huh, yeah, Mm mm-hmm. That can happen too, huh? Oh, yes. That can happen too. And oh, yes, you can easily find this way, a way to make this a black person's fault. And oh, yes, even though there wasn't a black woman present, you can find a way to make it a black woman's fault too if you really try. Sure, it's not as convenient as Jordan Woods. <laughs> sure, it's not exactly by the playbook. But it's pretty motherfucking close, isn't it? So, there's that. And then we come to the issue of Andrew Schultz. Let's take a break. I'll stop it here. I'll come right back in a second. I'm going to go check out Baba. You guys get something to drink. Roll your J's. I'll be right back. Almost done. Let's talk about Andrew Schultz. Since he's made it his business to talk about everything else and everybody else, we can talk about him. And since he's got his little sidekick over there to... uh, Can I just say something before we talk about Andrew? Can we talk about the other motherfucker on that show? Okay. So that guy and the Indian guy from the hill who I used to like... We're both on flagrant two when Sagar, the guy from the hill, said, fuck Pakistan. And I thought to myself, wow, Indian guys really will do anything to suck up to and kiss ass to white guys. It's amazing. Now, not all of you, because some of you actually have some self-respect, but I'm talking in general across the board. Boy, you really want their little stamp of approval, don't you? Don't your knees hurt at some point 
from sucking that much dick? I'm just wondering, like, do y'all carry knee pads in your little bags with your laptops that you sling cross sideways over your shoulders? Is that, is the, is this part of the Indian cool guy nerdy aesthetic is to carry knee pads in the bag so you could just get on your knees and suck the white dude's dick whenever you need to? And yes, I know I'm being offensive. I'm trying to be offensive because what the fuck are you guys doing? That one, not the second time Sagar was on, but the first time they had him on, the interaction between the two Indian guys and the white guys is one of the cringiest things I've ever seen in my life. The way the two of them compete and pander for the affection and affirmation and approval from Andrew Schultz is so cringeworthy and so disgusting and yet here's that dirty word again, so indicative of what is going on in the South Asian male mind that I'm almost too, like, I'm sick to my stomach voicing it. Because where the fuck is your pride? Do you remember what your dads were like? Because if it's anything the way my dads are, they don't give a fuck what these white men think. And here you are, their progeny, on your fucking knees, sucking dick. Aren't you embarrassed? Aren't you? No, I'm serious. Aren't you embarrassed as a man that your job and the way people identify you in the world is that you are the person who gets on camera twice a week and panders to a white dude who's constantly putting you down? and putting down the black woman who also works there, and putting down the black man who also works there, and it's all done under the guise of comedy? Joe Rogan is a stand-up comedian. Have you ever seen Joe Rogan insult a guest? Now I get that he's going for a whole different thing. His thing is he wants to be a Howard Stern. I get exactly what Andrew Schultz wants to do. He wants to talk like a minority out of a white face. That's what he wants. And he thinks he can get away with doing it because he has this mantle over him of being a comedian. That's cool. We'll get to him in a second. But how does it feel, South Asian men, to be represented in pop culture by this diminutive little dipshit of a man whose entire fucking purpose in life right now is to make this white man, this racist, bigoted, sexist white man, make him feel good about his insults and his bigotry and his prejudice. That's your job. How does it feel to be represented as a demographic in cop culture by a dude who's on his knees twice a week sucking dick in front of a camera. I just really want to know how that makes you feel. <laughs> you fucking chumps. <laughs> Y'all are such a bunch of fucking losers. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But where is your fucking pride? When was the last time you saw a South Asian woman pandering to a white woman that way? 
aside from the Mindy Kaling, the, the, the thing called Mindy Kaling, <laughs> I'm not sure if she's a human, I'm assuming. But aside from that little pandering bitch who's decided that her whole, um, her purpose in life is to mock herself and mock her identity and ethnicity. Also, classy move. Uh, but aside from that weak ass bitch, who else do you see out here doing this? I really want to know. Of course, there are a lot of South Asian women who are trying to be white women. Got it, got it, got it. Yes, yes, yes. Noted, noted. But they're still not sucking the dick. Do you get it? They're still not doing what you dudes are doing. And I have a feeling. Oh, are you ready for the punchline? Oh my God, you're all so mad at me. I can feel it. I love it. You know what the punchline is? That interaction that goes on between Andrew Schultz and Prakash Singh is the same interaction that goes on between all you chumps and the white men in the boardrooms you sit in. And you know it. And you get in these boardrooms, in these positions of power, in these banking rooms, all these important rooms, so much money flowing, expensive suits and Maseratis, and you suck dick just like he does on YouTube twice a week. That's what I figured out. That behind those doors of power that you have been led into while other men from other races have been denied, often wondered how that happened. You've always convinced yourselves that it happened because you're just better. You're just smarter. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. It's not because you're better and smarter. They're not intimidated by you. You're not a threat, my G. You're not a fucking equal, even, my G. You're their footstool. I mean, Prakash is the right size to be a footstool, but aside from that, you're literally their footstool. And to be a Rajput on top of that and to be behaving this way is so disgusting that if we were in a different time in a different place, somebody would probably take care of him. Like, this would never happen the way it's happening right now. Out of all the castes, out of all the ethnicities in that gigantic country, the ones with the most pride, where pride is actually a liability, that guy is a fucking Ottoman on YouTube for a fucking wonky white guy who's not funny and is just literally just a masked racist that's what y'all boots are doing out here classy no 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 it's real classy especially when they make fun of your ethnicity and you laugh along with them and y'all were mad at the simpsons <laughs> pick your battles baby y'all are being clowned by your own every fucking week and I bet y'all are tuning in because the high you get, just the way when Sagar said, fuck Pakistan, and Andrew laughed and finally accepted him as being a cool guy. Oh my God, Sagar got so excited. Oh my God, the white guy likes me. You make me sick. No, like you actually make my fucking skin crawl. There's nothing, nothing manly about you at all. There's nothing womanly about you. There's nothing any gender about you. You're a fucking 
spineless fucking salamander as far as I'm concerned. The disgust I felt, it was visceral. It like crept up out of my stomach and into my throat. Like what the fuck was that? The way he giggled, Andrew pushed him and pushed him and wanted to see what side he was on, wanted to see, if he, is this guy more a white guy or a brown guy? White guy or a brown guy? I'm going to push him into propping up the white guy. Uh, let's, let's see where he's going to fall on this line that I'm drawing. And Sagar felt right on the right side of that line, and Andrew gave him a little pat on the head and a little scratch behind the ears, and he was just so happy. He's still going to stop wagging. Oh, my God. He likes me. He really, like, likes me. He really likes me. Oh, my God. I'm so sure he got off that call and he texted his brown friends in that group chat that all you brown guys have. And you were like, oh, my God, I was just on Flagrant 2. And Andrew Schultz is such a cool guy. He turned out to be such a cool dude, which is all code for, oh, my God, he patted me on the head and he likes me. Does that mean like I'm a white guy, too, now? Please? Can I? Can I? Can I? No. No. <laughs> No, you're a disgrace. <laughs> you're a disgrace. You're a palatable ethnicity because you are seen as weaker and not a threat to their virility. Watch these same men when they're around someone that they're intimidated by. And you will see that they are not in the practice of patting people on the head, boo-boo. Papa? We're not doing that. They don't do that. They do it to you because you make yourselves inferior. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. I loved on Arranged when they showed the Indian guy and they showed the gypsy kid. The gypsy kid had no fucking qualms about putting that white man in his place when that white man was being disrespectful. That little gypsy kid Christian, and let's not forget that the Rajasthanis walked north and west out of India and into Europe and became the gypsies and they have maintained their culture, their looks, their genetics, their music, and their ethos. They have all of it. And they're fierce about it. Okay? So these are the same people, essentially. These two Indian people, essentially. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's a show called Arranged that Carolina got me hooked on. Shout out, Carolina. I miss you so much. I love you. There's a show about people getting arranged marriage. One of them is an Indian couple. One of them is a white couple. One of them is a gypsy couple. Cool. So... At the end of the series, where at first you see them, like you see them get arranged and you see how it's going between them. Then at the end of the season, they get together for a dinner and all the different couples have been watching each other's footages, <laughs> footages, footage, and oh yeah, we got to talk about Cardi. And then they come together and have this dinner. Well, before the gypsy couple shows up, the white guy has a lot to say about how he's going to kick this dude's ass and this and that. And oh, I can't stand the way he talks to women. And I can't stand when he does this. And I can't stand when I'm, I'm not let that happen around me. All this fucking false bravado shit. Like y'all don't beat your fucking... Please, let me not... No, no. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Too good for that. Anyway, so... He has a lot to say. Indian dude is just kind of watching like... Yeah, that was kind of extreme. Yeah, he's kind of effeminate, the Indian guy, but not. it has nothing to do with gender. It has nothing to do with sexual preference. He's just kind of like 
he's kind of like a flower. He's just real soft. Um, and his wife's like real hard, you know, like just real severe. So it's, it's very interesting in and of itself. The show is very interesting to watch. But since, we're, since this whole fucking pod is about reality TV, right? So at the, so they're at the dinner, the gypsy couple shows up. This kid can't be more than 5'2". But the personality on this kid, the beauty of his face, the fucking strength of his convictions, he's almost kind of a dick. But by the end of that episode, you fucking love his ass. And you know why? Because you see the difference between an ethnicity that has still retained its pride and its honor and an ethnicity that has tried so fucking hard and is so desperate to assimilate that they have become nothing. They have become nothing. They have not been inducted into the White Hall of Fame, okay? It's not like all of a sudden these Indian guys who pander and pander and pander and and get used as footstools. It's not like they ever become white guys. And I'm even talking to you millionaires, billionaires out there who fly on the jets with them and, 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 and go golfing with them and buy the Rolexes with them and fuck their, fuck their girlfriends and swap with their wives and shit. You are still not a white man, sir. And any check, second that that motherfucker gets, he reminds you of it. And you laugh in unison with him because he likes you. Oh my God, he really like me? Does he, you think he likes me? I mean, could you tell, do you think he likes me, likes me? So, finale. When they get to the dinner, everyone is very quick to tell Christian, the little gypsy kid, how much they hated him. And he's just like, oh, wow, (laughs) okay. Uh, And then they, the white guy specifically, the one who was all about, you know, if he disrespects his woman in front of me, I'm going to have to take him out. I'm going to have to teach him a few things. Okay. So... He asks in front of everybody sexual questions. And Christian's just like, the little gypsy kid is like, no. He does it again. No. He does it again. Christian's like, listen, I told you. You are being disrespectful. You are talking about things that you cannot speak about. This is not appropriate. Stop asking me how many times I fuck my wife. Stop asking me how I fuck my wife. Stop asking me when I fuck my wife. You fucking primitive fucking caveman. Get the fuck out of my bedroom, bro. What kind of sickness do you have? Why are you obsessed with asking me about how much I fuck my wife? You're talking to me about my wife. Now. The most interesting part of that interaction is that while Christian is basically telling him this in so many words, he's very nice about it, but he's very firm. The Indian guy is watching Christian in awe, complete and total awe. Is this person, is this brown person standing up to a white man? What? Is he telling this white man that he's saying inappropriate things that he shouldn't say? Is, is he telling this white guy to not treat him like shit and make him into a joke? Oh, how, how will the white man respond? Oh my God, the Indian guy is like watching with bated breath. He's like, oh, how is this going to play out? And Christian over there like, I will knock you out 
All five two of me will knock you out. Shut the fuck up about my wife. Now, the white guy never really got it. Drink something. He never really understood what the fuck was going on. To be perfectly honest, you could tell from the look on his face that it completely went over his head. For him, sexualizing a woman is like talking about a chair. Asking someone in front of 10 other people when the first time was that you fucked your wife didn't seem at all to him like a disrespectful question. He did ask the same things to the Indian couple. And the Indian man did just go, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do, do you like me now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I fucked my wife. You want to know how and where? I can show you pictures. Will that make you like me? <laughs> Disgusting. Now, when he does the same shit to the gypsy kid, the gypsy kid's like, hey, yo. And he tells him, he says, in my culture, what you're saying and asking is extremely inappropriate. And we don't talk about those things. And I need you to stop. Yo, the Indian guy's face, I wish I had taken a picture of it. This Indian kid had never seen a man, a brown man, tell a white guy to shut the fuck up like that before. Never. You could see in his face. He couldn't believe it was happening. There was a part of him that was like, oh, do it, do it, do it. Show this dude. Tell, tell him to shut the fuck up. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You little bitch. You fucking bitch. That's, that right there. That dude is the same dude on Schultz's podcast. It's the same dude who's hosting The Hill. They look different. They don't sound different. They all got that one nasally voice, okay, right? Which, 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 which would have, you would have been cured of if you had actually ever learned your own language. You wouldn't sound like that. You sound like that because your bone structure has adapted over thousands of years to a different language. And if you still knew that language, you would talk from your chest and from your fucking throat and not from your nose. But that's okay because talking from your nose does make you sound more like a white person, the coolest so y'all are disgusting and an affront and an embarrassment and don't you fucking even think about making this into a fucking trend because if these white men out here start thinking that we south asian women are anything like you fucking spineless kiss asses they are gonna have a motherfucking problem on their hands because guess what it's not happening. Now, do South Asian women do the same thing with white women? Some do. Like the tree stump, that type of woman, raised in the Midwest, thinks she's white. Yeah, yeah, some do. Some do. And they're treated with the same amount of disrespect. They are the butt of the joke. They are the punchline. And uh, they laugh. They laugh at, they laugh with the people laughing at them, <clears throat> which is sick. super sick i just don't understand so okay there's that so kudos to you guys kudos you're a bunch of fucking clowns um moving on andrew schultz thinks that instagram models can't be feminists mm-hmm. because instagram is art and art is supposed to be objectified. And so 
the women who post on Instagram are art and should be objectified and therefore cannot have opinions on how they should be treated equally in society, uh, especially when it comes to rights and wages and freedoms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because me putting up a naked picture of myself, a semi-naked picture of myself, a video of me twerking does actually negate me. It, it, it does, doesn't it exclude me from having rights as a human being? Doesn't it exclude me? Doesn't, doesn't it take from me my right to be treated the same as everybody else? Doesn't it rob me of my claim to make an equal amount of money? Doesn't it, doesn't it somehow excuse a man's behavior, aggressive, unwanted advances towards me? Doesn't it excuse that? Every tenant that you can think of that feminism is, is, is held up by, none of that can be applied to you and you are not worthy of those rights and those freedoms because you decided that you wanted to do something with your body on your platform. Mm-hmm. And if there was just an idiotic white guy sitting there by himself talking this idiotic shit, it would sound as idiotic as I just made it sound because that is what he said. But the reason it didn't sound quite so fucking dumb is because this kiss-ass footstool motherfucker sitting there is give is is feed the feedback he's getting every second. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh my god, you're so cool. Yeah, fuck women. <laughs> what are you talking about, you little piece of shit? And you wonky ass motherfucker. What the fuck are you talking about? Let's 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 really just say what the truth is. Since we out here spilling all the teas, right? Kendall mad that Kylie wasn't as pretty as her, is prettier and richer than her now, and she's never gonna get over it. She's always gonna be mad, and now she's gonna be more mad because somebody kicked her ass. No, not somebody. The bitch who stole all her shine kicked her ass. Amazing. Amazing. Now let's spill some more scalding hot tea. The truth is, some motherfucker that looks like Andrew Schultz could never even get near a fucking Instagram baddie. Never, 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 never. You wonky. You're ugly. You have an ugly personality. Your face is not attractive. Your body is weird looking. You look like you smell like sour milk. Your hair has been falling out for what, 10 years that you've been using this minoxidil? And it still looks like a Brillo pad. Like it's horrible. Like if you break every one of his features down, which is what he likes to do to women, what you find is someone who is below average in every way possible. So this man who could never I don't care if you put this motherfucker in a Keanu Reeves Armani black on black on black suit that makes that motherfucker look like the superhero of the fucking world. I don't give a fuck what the fuck you dressed him in. 
this motherfucker would still be the wonky looking ugly dude that nobody wants to talk to and the minute this motherfucker opens his mouth and makes one of his quote-unquote jokes and you smell that fucking sour milk stench coming off his ass you'd be gone this motherfucker couldn't get next to an instagram baddie what no this motherfucker couldn't even get get next to somebody who has like five thousand followers who's not even posting that type of shit just just a just a badass bitch out here living her he couldn't even get next to that bitch but because he has a platform and he has this little fucking turd of a man hyping him you know cheerleading in front of him right sucking his dick with every sentence he thinks that he has a fucking point there's nobody on the other side of that equation to be like no that's not how that would go (laughs) you're mad because you could never and how original of you (laughs) to be a man who could never and somehow you find the same playbook that men have been using for centuries millennia oh you could never so that bitch has no rights (laughs) this is not the 1800s you little bitch no actually what it's gonna turn out to be is you could never and she actually has more rights because of that that's what's really making you mad andrew let's talk about it you little bitch let's talk about it what you're really mad about is that for the first time in history recorded history as far as we know we have a system by which women can become completely independent not just financially socially we can do whatever the fuck we want in those platforms can't we oh yeah oh you see the way guys talk about only fans oh she's only fans oh my god did that bitch have only fans all right meanwhile y'all how many are only fans are y'all subscribed to How are you the most disgusting subset of people in the world that frequent something and hate it at the same time? So you hate yourselves. You hate women. You hate the power that women have. You hate that now we have an avenue through which we can gain power, fame, money, control without your permission, without your gatekeepers, And without your consent, without your permission, without your acquiescence, without your approval. Unlike that little bitch you have sitting with you who needs the tap on the head and the scratch behind the ears, these bitches don't give a fuck about you. And you are so mad about it that you're taking a platform and you could really talk about anything in the world. And you decide that what you want coming out of that wonky, ugly fucking mouth of yours is that Instagram models, and he didn't call them that. And you should get really comfortable with the fact that when dudes say that, they're really just talking about every bitch they've ever seen on Instagram that they think is hot that they can't get. That's what they mean by Instagram models. (laughs) Yo, how weak are you dudes? Like, I'm just wondering, since it's also domestic abuse month how like what are you guys made of inside like paper mache or some shit 
Like, why are y'all so fucking weak? Where the fuck is your spine? No, for real. Where the fuck is your spine? All of a sudden, women have a way to become equals and y'all are regressing back into these pathetic little desperate incels? (laughs) I love it. I love watching you guys devolve into this fucking mud I love it because to me, it's nothing new. To me, it's just your true color shining through for everyone else to see. I've always been able to see through men like this. I've always, because, because I'm a very strong woman. The second, this Instagram shit is opening men's eyes to how women can be. I've been this way before all this shit. I'll look, I'll give you a look. You're going to lower your gaze. I'm not fucking kidding you. I will give you a look that will make you lower your gaze. Don't fucking play with me. Me and your mom are the same gender. Do you get that? Whatever you think your mom can and cannot do, motherfucker, you got someone standing in front of you who does all the same shit and can do all the same shit. Play with me so I could beat your ass. Play with me. You know you know what I said today earlier? I was talking to Baba about somebody. And I was like, literally, I could break that bitch's hip with my words. <laughs> and he looked at me like, that was extremely clever. to beat you like your mom should have i literally will beat you with my words like i will beat you like you were a child lower your fucking eyes and fix the tone of your fucking voice before you talk to me like like think 10 times before you continue with one more word in the tone you're talking to me like remember rachel mcadams in uh what is it true crime when she says to the dude, she said, talk to me like that again, and you're going to need a little baggie for your teeth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That energy. Keep that same energy. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Because I'm telling you, what's coming, these Andrew Schultzes and these little Ottomans running around thinking they're the masters of the universe while they, while they alienate every other race and can't actually fuck with dudes that they think are are equal to them, or better than them, or somehow genetically superior to them, or stronger than them, or more virile than them. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh. You think these little, weak, insecure men sitting at the top of the fucking totem pole can stay there without us propping them up? Can stay there without them shedding our blood? Because I'm telling you, they can't. They get artificially to the top of that totem pole, even though they're not supposed to be there through manipulation, through division, through evil tactics. There's that word again. You think it's going to get better? As they fear the, feel their power slipping away, it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. And the only recourse you have, no matter how you identify, the only recourse you have is to look at people like that and be like, oh, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not the one. <laughs> I don't know who you be around. But that's not me. It's your job to find these things out there and go, excuse me? What are you saying? How many fucking bitches are there on Instagram? How many girls would it take? How many Instagram influencers, fuck girls, how many Instagram influencers, however you identify, would it take to go on Andrew Schultz's YouTube and curse him out and tell him that he's a racist, bigoted piece of shit? How many would it take? How many people on Instagram? How many of them would be offended by what the fuck he said? 
that because I wear what I wear, that if I show my body, that if I do whatever the fuck I want to do, somehow that robs me of my fucking right to be equal to you? (laughs) All that tells me is someone's still looking for mommy. Oh my gosh, she didn't love you? No? No. That's okay. You probably smell like sour milk back then too. Because you look like you smell. Like I'm not even trying to be mean. But you could just tell from his face, like his nose. Like he looks, he smells like sebum. He does. He smells like sebum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, could, I can smell it through the screen. I swear to God, it's disgusting. And it's like, he smells even more like sebum because he's constantly sweating. He's got this gigantic, sweaty, sebum-y face. So, that guy and his little sidekick, his little cheerleader over there, have decided that it is okay, thought, had the nerve to think that they could go into the global arena and say some shit like, Instagram models can't be feminists. Mm. Mm-hmm. How's that sit with you? How's that make you feel? How's it make you feel that there's a white man out there saying this wild ass shit and nobody's stopping him? How's it make you feel when Nick Cannon loses everything over some shit that wasn't even that bad? But this motherfucker out here, nothing even happened. Not skipping a fucking beat. How does it feel? How would things have gone down if Tori had shot Kylie in the foot? Just think it through for a second. Let your imagination wander. What do you think would have happened? That's what we're dealing with. That's, that's the culture in which this white man thinks that he can say these things and get away with it. And it really is up to us to make sure that they don't get away with it. Because, listen, if you learn nothing else from me, please learn this. If you don't speak the fuck up when you're being fucking oppressed, if you don't fucking speak up and stand up for your fucking self and the people around you when some shit goes down, Shut the fuck up and don't fucking cry about nothing ever again because you have lost the right. You think you just owed this freedom and this fucking respect? Yeah, in a perfect world, maybe you are. But in this fucking white fuckery joke that we live in, if you think that shit is just coming to you without a fucking fight, stay asleep. Go back. Nap time's not over. Is that enough venom for tonight? <laughs> I love when Scorpio season is coming. It makes me so mean. It makes me so feisty. And if you're mad because I said that shit about Scorpios, one, get over it. Everybody has bad qualities. I'm not saying all y'all are like this. I'm saying that dumb bitch is like this. And sometimes y'all resemble all, all of y'all resemble each other. Sometimes y'all do fuck shit. So don't be mad. 
Your season is coming up. Like I said, somebody's going to tell you the truth. Don't be mad because now let me tell you in just a few minutes why this is great. The reason this is great is because when Scorpios evolve, they have a tendency to like just become a completely different person. Once they figure shit out and tap into that kindness, they really are nothing to fuck with. They're incredible. You guys can be incredible. But there's just no hope and no fucking chance for anything good coming out of anything you guys do when it's just all about you. And it's the same for Gemini. It's the same for Leo. It's the same for Virgo. I could go on. So it's not like I'm just picking on you guys that you guys can be like, we're all like this, but the way y'all do it, it's almost like you got the fucking right. And I'm telling you, evolve. Because what happened to her and the way she got embarrassed and put in her fucking place and got her fucking ass beat, it's a sign, baby. It's a sign. I said it in the Pisces video. I said it in the Gemini video. I said it in the Scorpio video. The secrets are coming out. And I don't mean the secrets that you keep here and there and little white lies and this little relationship on the low and that, this and the other. No, 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 no. I'm talking about secrets like things about you. The truth, truth, truth. The really, really, real, real truth about you. About everybody. It's all coming out. So if you're not comfortable or you don't even know who you actually are, fucking buckle up. Because the next 30, 40 days that we got coming up is going to show you and everybody around you exactly what the fuck you made of. And exactly how you roll. Because when she called him and she laid that on him, I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is how this bitch rolls. Mm-hmm. The emotional manipulation of it all. The fact that he even stayed on the phone as long as he did, I was like, yo, that's a good dude. Because <laughs> I know men who would have been like, click. <laughs> now, we could also talk about how these same footstool South Asian men who won't take a peep from their South Asian wives will take all the heat off the white girlfriend, all the heat off the white wife, be disrespected left and fucking right, also used as a footstool, and never complain. The South Asian woman makes a peep, and she gets her ass beat, or she gets left, because she's too modern. But the white bitches aren't too modern. No, 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 no. They're, they're, no, no, no. They're just, you know, they're American. You know, you know, you know how it is. You know. They just don't know. They don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could talk about that, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go watch Modern Family with my son instead because that's a conversation for another time. And if I start talking about that, I'm really going to start cursing y'all out. And I've already emasculated you to the point of like oblivion. Go find your dicks and reattach them. <laughs> it's your girl, DJ Nark. I'll see you in a few weeks. Love you.